0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America, NA member FDIC.
1: Woke up this morning into my car to start my day. First stop is my buyer, who six months ago
0: walked away.
1: When I arrive, he treats me like a commodity. Just give me a stack on his inner connect. He wants price and delivery. And if we're over $20. Welcome, everybody, to the Value Clarity Podcast, where we talk about customer perceived value and everything it takes to get everyone in your company aligned around customer value. Today, I've got Michael Greger. He's the Vice President of Group Commercial and Specialty Sales at Blue Cross Blue Shield of Arizona. Mike, welcome. Good morning. Great to be with you
0: today, and uh, welcome to all your listeners as well.
1: Oh, man. Uh, We're really glad to have you. So uh, people think of Blue Cross Blue Shield as one giant company, but it's not. Mm -hmm. And they think of it as an insurance company. but it's more than that. So tell us a little bit more about uh, the business and
0: then we're gonna get into what you do within the business. Okay, great, well, let me, and thank you for letting me frame up the distinctions uh, within our organization, Um, that's very helpful. First of all, we're a non-for-profit here in Arizona, and that doesn't mean we're not here to make money. We're here to make money, but we're mission-based, and a lot of the money we, we make goes right back into the community. And so that's really where, you know, one of the big differences in our organization reside. You mentioned in your opening that uh, you know we're members of the association. A lot of people, as you mentioned, think of Blue Cross Blue Shield is one large company, much like our competitors, uh, United, Aetna, um, Cigna, and some of the others. Um, we're not. We're actually members of an association where there are 36 other blues plans. One of the distinctions between our organization and some of those other blues plans is they're multi-state, and we are not. We are just Blue Cross Blue Shield of Arizona. So we have to make it work here in Arizona. If if we can't find a way to make it work here, we can't go off to California or Texas or somewhere in the Midwest and give it a shot. So we're rooted here. We're in the community, um, and we're looking to help uh, grow this community uh, with with uh, with all of our neighbors here.
1: And that I I think that really does make a difference. That you know here in Arizona. Um, I did self-employment plans and every year uh, I had to change because somebody decided Arizona was not a profitable state and they weren't available anymore or Mm -hmm. nothing like my plan was available. Um,
0: That's a little bit different for you guys. That's right. Um, You know, we have to continuously monitor how things are going. And, you know, we're not operating in a vacuum. It's a highly competitive environment, um, you know, based on the competitors that I mentioned. But, you know, we operate statewide. So you know, we have um, different pockets of the state where uh, health care is local and we have to operate and be sensitive to those distinctions. And that could be Flagstaff or Yuma or Prescott Valley or Tucson um, or certainly Southeast Arizona um, and as well as Maricopa County. So um, we operate statewide and we do have a strong presence statewide.
1: Yeah. So when you say uh, your your uh, title says group commercial and specialty sales. So Mm -hmm. tell us what
0: what that means. So I'm responsible for all commercial sales uh, for Blue Cross Blue Shield of Arizona. So that 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 means um, groups as small as two employees all the way up to groups like the state of Arizona or some of our larger customers like on semi or night transportation um, and everything in between. And I'm responsible for the sales and service of those accounts. Um, and we have three segments, actually four, uh, small business, which is uh, the two to 50 segment, middle market, which is 51 to 299. And these are employees. And then 300 plus employees, plus our specialty business, which are life and dental um, and vision, some of those coverages as well. All right. And so most you mostly go to work
1: or go to market, excuse me, through brokers. That's right. uh, so your business, I mean... Uh, you've got to, insurance is an extremely personal business and servicing insurance is extremely personal, right. but you have to go to market and get that business through a channel. Uh, what kind of challenge does does that present?
0: Um, yeah, you're right. We, uh, we sell virtually all of our business through a series of brokers here in Arizona and they can be very specific to the market segments I just mentioned, whether they're small business all the way to large group or even national accounts. Um, And then, so developing those relationships and understanding of what what our strengths are um, versus the market is something that we work on every day. But then to your point, going beyond that and getting in touch and in tune with the individual administrators at those groups and then ultimately the members, because the members are what drive the ultimate success of our organization. And that's something that we, we put a lot of effort into, um, um, you know, beyond, you know, getting, getting through the sales stages with the brokers. So member engagement is something we put a lot of effort into, whether it's communications on simple things like primary care or wellness, or even more serious things like uh, clinical support for, you know, ongoing conditions. You know, we have an entire, team over here specifically focused on member engagement.
1: And I envision or I I foresee that uh, keeping brokers in the loop, because brokers have a choice of which plans they put forward to their clients and which ones they recommend. So you're actually, you have to deliver those services to members. But how do you kind of make sure that the broker stays in the loop or um, the phrase I heard somebody say is merchandise your success, right? Now that you've had a successful experience with a member, um, you have to merchandise that with the broker. So the broker knows exactly
0: why they were happy uh, putting you forward in the first place. Mm-hmm. And um, you're absolutely right. They, brokers have choices, okay? And they have things that may align with their philosophy on how they want to deliver services to their customers. So it's up to our highly experienced sales team To make sure that, um, you know, those brokers are are completely lined up with how we're going about it. Okay, so we spend a lot of time out educating um, these brokers um, through our various teams. But that goes up to our leadership as well. I mean, for instance, I I put on a monthly webinar for all of our brokers. And much of that is talking about our go to market, uh, things that may be new, or maybe going in depth on certain topics. So the understanding is is, uh, raised. We support that with newsletters uh, regarding topics as well, um, and then seminars that we host for our broker customers or broker um, partners as well.
1: Yeah. So
0: um, going back to the fact that you're a
1: nonprofit and you're community and mission-based, um, some really great missions. And we talked a little bit about those. Let's sh- Share some of those missions uh, that you uh, and the... Uh, philanthropic or the, you know, the give backs that you, yeah. that the Blue Cross Blue Shield um, focuses on?
0: So um, one thing that stands out is um, uh, something we call mobilize AZ. Okay. And that is really uh, focusing on certain areas that are really important to our members. Um, and also just important to our neighbors in the state of Arizona. Um, one of those is uh, diabetes. Um, another one is opioid uh, use and misuse, and the other one is um, mental health um, awareness. Um, those three areas are our main focus of channels, are our main channels of, of trying to give back to the community. So we're focusing um, on lining up with organizations that are participating in, um, in each of those three areas. And those are statewide initiatives. We're looking for partners who, are, who can help us across across the state, so for instance, you know, um, in the mental health awareness area. One of the big problems that we have here um, in Arizona is uh, the availability of providers. Um, if, I'm sure we've all heard stories about about folks, especially as we move through the, the pandemic, um, who are looking for assistance here and just can't really find someone who can help. So we're, we're investing in organizations around the state that can help. I'm not going to say fast track. But certainly get a, a bigger pool of, of uh, mental health providers um, available, and so that's one of the uh, examples, you know, of ways we try to support that. So there's mobilize easy but we also do a lot of other areas where we focus on things that are within kind of the healthcare lane um, that we see as kind of um, I'm not going to say tactical, but you know, critical here in our our, our state. So we'll we'll will support those on kind of an ad hoc basis as well.
1: Yeah. So. Um, I don't know if this is a challenge or something, but I'm going to be a crusty customer here for me, put myself in the mind of a crusty customer and say, you know, I'm buying healthcare plans for my people.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Nice that you give some of your profits back, but, uh, I'm really just worried about the healthcare plan. Just give me the details. Um, how do you have, what, how does that conversation work where you're trying to tie those two back together to, to try to make
0: that part of the bundle? So just to be perfectly honest with you, it rarely makes it back because to your point, most business owners are really looking, you know, at a way to to, um, reconcile their budgetary needs and healthcare expenses are usually number two behind employee costs uh, from that perspective. So what we need to do is we have to make sure that we're lined up with the market, okay, Um, from a pricing perspective. And, you know, we do that routinely. And again, it's a competitive business. We'll know if we're out of step on that. Um, but also, you know, we work hard, very hard to control health care trend, um, care spend. And we have done a good job of, of keeping um, our healthcare trends below the national medians. Um, and that really takes a lot of engagement, you know, at the member level, but also on the provider contracting side, certainly the prescription drug side. And there's a lot evolving there as well. So it's really about controlling costs and doing that work um, and making sure we can meet the needs of the, those employers. Yeah, so I envision,
1: and maybe again, maybe this is another stretch, but um, during the great resignation, uh, certainly if employees are the number one cost and employee benefits are the number two cost for most employers, um, I've seen from SHRM, the Society for Human Resource Management, uh, replacing the average employee costs one and a half to two times their base salary, If they're technical sales employee, it can go up to six or eight times. Um, So benefits, if you just view them as a benefit, as that necessary evil, uh, they appear one place. But if you're a CEO and it becomes a retention tool um, and you're, you're configuring your plans to be a better retention tool, that seems like it might be a little bit different uh, make yourself a little bit
0: different. Um, yes, um, this is employees, four million people left their jobs voluntarily, voluntarily in April. okay That is I think the highest uh, the highest level ever recorded by the US Bureau of Labor Statistics. But I think that number continues to increase into May, June, July. Yeah, it's uh, employees have never been more empowered. and they're not leaving for the reasons typically that we've seen in the past, it's more lifestyle and some realizations about what they want their lives to be. So that puts a lot of pressure um, on companies to retain employees like you said, and especially in small business, okay? When we think about Arizona and our economy here, think about the the tech sector and all of the innovation taking place there. Um, If you want to, Take your, your early stage or startup company to the next level. How are you going to recruit somebody out of on semi or Honeywell or Intel unless you have a benefit package that at least is in the neighborhood of what you may be leaving behind at that large employer? Yeah. So we're spending a lot of time um, in the space, whether it's with um, you know, some of the um, uh, Arizona Tech Council comes to mind you know, in, the, in the program that we're offering there for small business. But uh, some of the other economic development engines here, you know, we're certainly promoting this message that Blue Cross Blue Shield can actually be used as a retention tool or an acquisition tool as compared to what we, we had typically thought of health insurance before. Uh, this is a, a crazy statistic. We were you know, d- just doing our, our, our monthly close um, for October and we were looking back over the course of the year, 49% of our two to 50 new business sales had no prior coverage, okay? That is- That's crazy. Okay. 49%? 49% of our new business sales, okay? So, you know, why is that? Okay, well, maybe some folks jettison benefits during the heart of the pandemic and are coming back. Okay, that could be part of it. But I think the other part is what we just talked about. And I would suggest that, you know, the fight for, um, for talent, is driving smaller businesses to, to get sh- get into the benefit game. And I think that's exactly what we're seeing right now.
1: You know, um, this is a stupid outsider's hypothesis. So go ahead and shoot it out of the water. But with all of your you know, Mobilize AZ, all of your focus towards mental health for every Arizonan, um, it seems to me that with employees being more stressed. And part of the reason uh, for the Great Resignation is you know, you're, you're saying um, repositioning or you know recalibrating their life, but recalibrating from the stress of work. And so if there's a mental health component, if you can tie that mental health benefits and that opioid uh, work more closely to your plan, even though, those are really towards every Arizonan. Uh, if you can tie them more tightly, you actually have uh, some invisible benefits that you can give to your members and to your employees. That, that sounds like uh, a differentiation strategy to me, rather than throwing it out as a you know wrap yourself in the American flag or uh, you know here's uh, the philanthropy, here's the philanthropy that we engage in. Uh, here's how we can leverage it. To help you and and to create a great retention package. Am I am I off base? Am I
0: tell no? Me, I, I think there's, me off, walk, there's yeah. Talk me off the ledge. <laughs> no, no. There are overlapping messages there. Okay, and that's that's part of it. I think you know when you look at Mobilize AZ, that's that's the 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 notion that this is for a healthier Arizona. Okay, and we can, you know, by doing that we you know, what, what's the, you know, uh, rising tide lifts all boats. Okay. If we can get everybody a little bit healthier around here. It's going to be better for everybody. Okay. Yep. So getting back to, you know, the point you were talking about mental health awareness and the good news is some of the stigma has come off of that just because, you know, some, um, fairly famous people have, have brought it into the mainstream. And, and plus I think, you know, folks are getting real about, you know, what, what's happening with them as s- some of the, the, the things that have happened through the pandemic have manifested themselves in, in thoughts regarding mental health. Um, so it's really becoming more awareness and continuing to drive on that issue, okay? And letting folks know it's okay, okay? So it, does, it is part of your package and it has to get as much attention as you know, hospital coverage or prescription drug coverage or the fact that, that, that mental health is, is part of that package as well. And that gets back to having more providers too. Okay, for driving awareness, they so have to have somewhere to go, and uh, so we have to work on that piece too.
1: Yeah, I'm. You know, there's there's a fine line between this is something we do for every Arizonan, but you know, now that you're signed on with us, I'm going to make sure you have the phone numbers. I'm going to make sure you have uh, right. I'm I'm going to make sure that uh, this becomes super transparent to mm-hmm. your people because we're the same company and. Um, you can't play favorites. You're not allowed to play favorites, but you can certainly um, decrease any friction, right? In a, any allowable de- friction, you can right. make sure that that
0: phone number is there. Well, I, you know, I, if you don't mind, I'd just like to make this comment also. Um,
1: I'm going
0: I'm, I'm to acknowledge that that healthcare is exceptionally complicated. Okay, there are a lot of moving parts out there and varying agendas, okay, amongst all of the stakeholders. Um, And I'd like to think that, you know, we're trying our best to simplify and make it more affordable and easier um, to use, no matter how your personal circumstance or issue you may have had, where you may just, you hear that comment I just made and roll your eyes, okay? That's natural. Because we, you know, I run into stuff when I'm out there and using healthcare, okay? That makes me scratch my head. And then I go back and I make a couple of calls and try to get to the bottom of, hey, look, I just experienced this. If I'm getting it, then our members are getting it, okay? So we're working, you know, from that perspective and we're not really highlighting that as much, okay? But that's what we really do here, you know, every day is look look at those outlying situations and saying, how did that member arrive there? OK, and what can we do to support them along that journey where they're going through this, where they don't end up in this spot, where um, it's causing all of this abrasion and all of this concern and possibly a, an unwarranted financial consequence. OK, so th- those are that's, you know, beyond all of the things that I was just talking about before regarding community, that's what we're doing inside. OK, you and know. Ten. Yeah. You know what? That's a real
1: potential differentiator. Um, and I'm I'm going to I'm going to challenge you a little bit mm-hmm. um, when you catch an outlying situation. Make sure you eliminate those. Uh, yeah. That's that's making sure you're no longer have you know this situation is no longer the long pole in the tent. Um, there's another you can lean a little further into that. And it's shades of difference, maybe you're doing it, maybe the way you explained it is different, but leaning into saying, we have decided we are going to be the easiest to do business with provider, bar none, we're gonna proactively remove roadblocks for our members. Right. Uh, that, I, I've, I've seen some other folks in other benefits, uh, the financial benefits, um, you know, you've got a 401k, you've got a company 401k, you've got mm-hmm. your personal um IRAs you've got like your life insurance your employer provided life insurance you've got a bunch of financial benefits that you provide employees and each one has its own phone number and one comes from fidelity one comes from vanguard one comes from the company one comes from and it's a nightmare and there are companies that say here, we're, we're just going to unify the password and we're going to give you a one unified view of everything. Mm-hmm. And we're going to give you a counselor who helps you um, figure out what the gaps are and, and tell you which, which parts are for what and unify that look. And there's entire businesses that don't even sell any of the benefits. All they do is. Um, give you an easy button for all the benefits you're getting elsewhere. Um, there's, a, there's a business there. And if if you turn that into part
0: of your business, I think there's a huge opportunity. Yeah, there's a lot to discuss there. Okay. So first of all, we're not there yet. Okay. We're still trying to pull applications together. Not just us, but historically insurance companies trail in enterprise and uh, technology solutions and we're actually updating all a lot of that right now so yeah we're mike, yeah mike i've got good news for you mm-hmm. you're not there mm-hmm. yet but neither is anybody else anybody else <laughs> so we have a roadmap and the good news is we're a local blues plan okay so it's not this enormous monolith that we have to try to drag along we keep, we'll be able to get there and we're going to get there relatively quickly so um, I'm excited about that because that's going to change the member experience and simplify quite a bit. I, I don't know if you've um, gone back to, to using Uber at all lately. Um, I took about a year and a half off from using Uber. And when I went back to the, the app, I was surprised to see they had done exactly what you had just described. Okay, okay. They had brought all of their varying business into one easy to use location. And I saw that and I go, there we go. Okay, This is what we need to do with healthcare as well. And what's interesting about our business is there are so many point solutions out there that really deal with specific aspects of wellness or just care delivery or some other things. And we have to integrate those in, okay? And that's going to be part of the shift that we're making from an enterprise platform is being able to, to bring those in and use them efficiently. And then also just overall making it easier for the members to get to those spots. So whether it takes four or five apps, as you suggested, to kind of navigate you know, something, you know, we can get it down to one. All right. And that's, that's the goal we're we're looking to get toward.
1: Mike, I think that's, that's really exciting. And that's, that's a huge differentiator because your members aren't point solution people. No. Right. They've got ugly, messy lives. And they just, um, like I say, they just, they just want answers. They just want an easy button and they don't want, they don't want to be in the position to have to connect all the parts themselves.
0: You know, the analogy I use is we become the point guard in healthcare distribution or yeah. access. Okay. That we're the ones that measure and look at all of these varying solutions that are out there, bring them together, and then they come to us and we can get them to where they need to go. And um, um we're and we don't need to create all of them either. We just need to integrate, okay. And that's that's I think the future of of what our organization could, could look like.
1: Yeah, I think uh, being the guide, uh, being the concierge mm-hmm. in addition to um, having, in addition to offering some of the parts, but uh, having that concierge service um, would really set you apart. I think a lot of brokers might enjoy uh, yeah. being able to tell that story as well.
0: Well, we've actually built that model, okay? And we deployed it on one very large customer we, we want to make sure we get this thing dialed in and then we're going to move it out to the remainder of our customers. So we, Ooh. we have gone the concierge model. So that's something that it's down the road as well.
1: That's very cool. So, uh, we're, we're, um, what a great preview for things to come. Uh, Mike, what else have we not talked about that we want to make sure that we're, that we, that we, uh, get out there for you.
0: Um, You know, we've covered a lot of ground here today, Mark, um, in this conversation, and I'm I'm grateful for the the topics that we talked about. I feel very comfortable with what we talked about so far um, in terms of the scope of where we are and what we're doing. Not sure I have a whole lot more to add at this point. Um, So I I think that was a really good conversation.
1: Super. Uh, How can people get a hold of you and or uh, get a hold of their local Blue Cross person or their broker?
0: What should people do? So um, you can go to azblue.com and you can certainly get a hold of our sales team through there. You'll know, it's it's very prominent in terms of you know wanting to try to um, get a, a quote from us. Okay, so and we get people doing that every day. Um, I think you'll be able to see my name on the screen, Michael Greger. If you go to michael.greger at azblue.com, um, you can get a hold of me as well directly, and we can make sure we get your needs taken care of. Super. Mike, what a great conversation! Uh, really great learning
1: more about you, about Blue Cross Blue Shield, and about uh, that evolving customer focus. Uh, really exciting, and I'm looking forward to looking forward to staying.
0: Um, keep I'm looking forward to developments as they as they come out. Excellent, Mark. Appreciate the time today, and uh, thank you to um, all your listeners. And uh, hopefully, this was helpful for everybody. Thank yep. you. And thanks, everybody, for joining
1: us on the Value Clarity Podcast, where we remind you that value only exists in your customer's mind, which means that business, sales, and marketing are a lot more like brain surgery than you might have thought. Thanks, and have a high-value day. Well, it ain't easy, because value's in your buyer's brain. If you're selling on only your features, you're going to drive over you insane. And if you ignore your customer's outcomes, you're bound to be Dudes, Cause you'll be singing those old don't know by you blue.
0: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit C-SuiteRadio.com.